Grab your machetes and your victim because it's Friday the 13th and we're gonna list this. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to List This, where we list and you listen. I'm Josh, and as always, I'm joined by... Cameron. I'm Jim. And today is a very special day because it's Friday the 13th, and everybody's out getting their, like, $13 tattoos, and they're watching their scary movies, and I guess specifically Friday the 13th movies. (laughs) But we decided to change it up, and we're going to list top five horror movies... Cameron is going to start us off with number five. Number five. So, for my number five, um, I put on the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which is one of the like original great slasher films. And I, I watched it not thinking I was going to like it. I didn't think I was going to like the original one. I've seen so many iterations of it and all these different things. But the original one is kind of interesting because it's different in a lot of ways. It is a film that focuses less on like the slasher aspect of it, like all of its sequels do, and instead it focuses more on just like the brutality and the strangeness of this family that are just like they're cannibals, and you don't really get to know who Leatherface is. There's even still like an argument about who Leatherface is. Some people. It's Ed Gein. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's who it's based off of. And some people think that it is um, that it's actually a woman instead of a man, like we thought for all these years. Like there's all those different theories, but it's just a good film because it leaves so many things unanswered. And at the end of the day, it does what a good horror film should do, and there is no happy ending. There's a lot of loss, which is what is so horrific about things like that. Yeah. I like how we said no slasher films, or we're not doing slasher films, and immediately it says a slasher film. I mean, you had a good argument. No slasher For film like, list. Yep. That doesn't mean I'm we not going to include slasher. We said no satires. Oh, yep. got it. That's yep. right. Okay. Well, Slashers can still make the list. Oh, I still appreciate that pick, though, because of like the arguments that you said that it was like slightly less of a slasher film and more of like focusing on, you know, the horror, the horrific nature of like this family. Yeah. I appreciate it because they don't focus. They don't rely on blood and guts. They yeah. rely on like your mind. Which is also funny for the together. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Because, it, I mean, it, by namesake alone, I would expect a lot of blood and gore, and that's what the sequels delivered yeah. to us. Yeah. But the sequels weren't really all that great. I mean, some of them are just almost completely <laughs> unwatchable. It's like they didn't stack up to that. You don't like the Matthew one. McConaughey Texas? Was it Matthew McConaughey? What? Matthew McConaughey. Was he in? Which one was the one? Maybe it wasn't. I don't remember. Jim, look it up. It's, the, it's one of the ones that was just... God awful. I, I mean, I know there's one with a Matt Bomber who, and it, it's like the lighting is so bright and weird that you can't, like, it's it's just painful to actually watch the entire film. It's really, really bad. I don't, I don't know. Oh, it's Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation with Matthew McConaughey. Oh, and I was in one. Oh and I believe God. this is a movie, it was done in 1984, <laughs> and I believe right, this is a movie... Right. I believe this is a movie that he really tries to forget. Like, genuinely is ashamed of doing it. <laughs> I, I will also bring up real quick, before we move on to the next one, uh, that Texas Chainsaw Massacre is also interesting because the unof- there's an unofficial sequel to it, which is actually Rob Zombie's whole like House of a Thousand Corpses and stuff like that. Uh, that family is supposed to be the Texas Chainsaw Massacre family. I don't know, a couple of years ago, which I think is really, really interesting. It's just interesting that he, like, moved over the world and kind of took it as his own but it's unofficial because he technically doesn't have the rights to do it 
But yeah, interesting. I did not know that. I thought House of a Thousand Corpses was really bizarre. I need to go back and watch it now, but I didn't really understand yeah. it when I watched it. I'm not a huge fan of Rob Zombie films in general, so I don't really... I Like, I've seen one or two of his films, mm-hmm. and I don't really like them. But I just thought it was an interesting fact that he tried to make a sequel to one of his favorite films. An unofficial one? Yeah. Nice. Cool. Sweet. We'll get started to the list. Um, I'm going to kick off my number five with probably what... I don't know, I guess what some people would think of as like a conventional horror style film um and it's gonna be the remake it's like the 2001 it's like 1999 or 2001 something like that but it's house on haunted hill the house on haunted hill the one with tay diggs um i think so yeah um but that one was actually like i actually enjoyed that movie um it's not like a super great movie by any means which is why it's number five on my list um but it's actually like a movie that like gives me like literal chills from just one specific scene. Like, the scene with the doctors where they're like looking through the camera and they see like the, the therapist working on the on the person and they all turn and look at the camera. Anyways, um but it's a uh, I don't know. It's it's a very classic style movie mm-hmm. just cuz you know, you got a whole bunch of people that are locked in this haunted house and they're getting picked off like one by one until they figure out how to, you know, they figure out that they need to survive the night. And then, the, you know, whoever survives gets out of the house. And then they go on to live some type of normal life, which I never thought made sense in any horror movies. But, um, but yeah, it's it's a thing. Um, I appreciated that movie. So it got destroyed in the reviews. It's like 30% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, no, it's, it's, that's why yeah. I said it's not a great movie, but it's but a movie I enjoy. I enjoyed it because it's that, it's the cliche, like, horror, uh, like, plot where it's like, oh, we're trapped in a house and we're getting killed and we have to figure out. But I found it interesting. I don't know what it was specifically about that movie, but um, I did enjoy it. And I've never gone and watched the the original, but I probably should because I like those old. Scary, I think that one. I was actually thinking movies. the same thing. That one would be a cool one to go back and rewatch. Yeah, yeah. I've always wanted to see the original. I've never seen the remake of it. I, I see it pop up all the time, but then I always end up watching something else. But <laughs> I know that it did get really bad reviews. It's like that early two thousands vibe style movie. Yeah. yeah. So it's got that same like style of filmmaking. It was like that Blade style, like over the top type of thing. I forgot that the girl who played Sonya Blade was in it. Yeah. Yeah, I think she was actually one of the survivors. Uh, I think that. Spoiler. Spoiler. I think Tay Diggs is like the only one that survived, right? Which was also one of the first films where like they didn't kill the black guy in the very I was about beginning. To say, that'd yeah. be like not a cliche. Yeah. 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 That's one reason why I enjoyed it. I was like, okay. Oh hey, it's like they kind cool, of like yeah, they, they took this cliche movie and yeah. did a not a cliche thing. Yeah. yeah. So I mean yeah. So but yeah, House on Haunted Hill, my number five. Not a good movie, but I enjoy it. Nice. Uh I'm gonna take my number five or I'm going to take your number five and I'm going to throw it all the way back to 1922 dang dude nice and Nosferatu is going to be my number five nice. yeah um have you guys ever seen Nosferatu I have yeah. I have not in it's horrifying in the sense of like the old like the old footage and just seeing how things were back in 1922 and then yeah. putting that into like a horror thing it's a silent film so that's scary like the music itself is scary because it sounds like a music box like yeah. the scary music box 
And then just like um, Nosferatu in general, uh, I forget his, uh, Max Shrek is his name, Count Orlok. Um, is just like a scary looking vampire. And then the guy, like the main character is really creepy looking too because he's just like loaded with makeup. It's just like, it just looks weird. Yeah, he does. He looks kind of out of place yeah. in a way. Yeah. No, Nosferatu is like, I mean, that's the, that's like the OG of horror films. Man. I think it's like one of the first vampire it's, films. It's still yeah. considered one of the scariest films just because of the effect it had on its audience at the yeah. time. I mean, honestly, some of the images you get out of that film, I mean, they are mm-hmm. terrifying. And yeah. like the, the vampire itself is really really creepy mm-hmm. yeah and so the only like experience don't I say it's Spongebob Nosferatu is <sighs> Spongebob unfortunately yeah so I'm glad that we both grunted at that <laughs> perfect oh perfect so Nosferatu so they made a, um, also the woman Greta Greta Schroeder like look at this woman she's just oh yeah she's like that's um, and the fact that the silent films back then depended on the music like I said the, the whole symphony is just really eerie and just kind of chills you yeah um, and then they actually did a uh, they did a movie in 19 in 2000 called Shadow of the Vampire have you ever heard of that no. So Shadow of the Vampire is based off of Nosferatu. It's John Malkovich, who's in every movie ever, <laughs> along with Oscar Isaac for some reason. Um, but uh, it's uh, it's John Malkovich and uh, and Willem Dafoe. And basically they're filming Nosferatu. The plot of the movie is they're filming Nosferatu. And one of the people on the cast or crew is an actual vampire. And so I thought that was really interesting that they like incorporated filming an old movie to make a new movie, I just thought that was really interesting. That's like that's like a very Scooby Dooish type <laughs> of thing. Like, which one is the vampire? <laughs> I have to admit, I'm not crazy about like Willem Dafoe and Nosferatu. Like it, it just doesn't. But like, yeah. What about Eddie Izzard or Carrie Ellis? They're played... both in it. Oh my god. But yeah, so Nosferatu, I figured I'd throw it back yeah, and, nice. and kind of give a, a, good, a, a good choice. Choice. origin. Back, yeah. yeah, yeah, kind of a start. Number four. All right. Well, I'm gonna bring us back up more to modern times with number four here. Um, so for mine, it's it's Creep. Um, I don't know if anyone, if you guys have seen Creep. I don't think so. Um, if anyone's seen The League, it's one of the characters from The League. Uh, one of the... I can't think of what his last name is. But uh, he and his brother make a lot of films. Oh, Mark Duplass. Yeah, yeah. Mark du- the Duplass brothers. Yeah. Uh, but Creep is a really, really interesting film about a guy who answers a Craigslist ad for someone who just wants a day in their life filmed. It's a very simple videographer type of thing. He just has to come film this guy in his normal everyday life and then he'd move on and just give him the footage, right? But that's not how the film works out. Right. And it's it's this really from start to finish, it's this really creepy, just eerie film where you're following around the these two guys, but just with like through the eyes of the camera. And usually I'm not a huge fan of found footage films. Okay, so I think it is a found footage. It is. Okay. But it, they're so overdone that everything's been used as what I had thought until I watched the film. Mm-hmm. And then this film does something that no other found footage film has done. I mean, it's just from start to finish, you're cre- it's just creepy and eerie, and it ends on a note that you just don't expect. And it's just, it's so good. And um, Mark Duplass himself is terrifying yeah. in it. But terrifying in a real world way. There's nothing supernatural about this film. 
at all, which is one reason why I really, really love it. I love horror that is just down to earth and it actually has like real world consequences. So it, it's really, really good. Mm-hmm. I always recommend it to people who want a good horror film that, that they like that they weren't expecting to be good. And there's two of them, and they wanted to make three. I hope we get the third one eventually. I don't know how long it'll well, take them to make it. Two better. Two is really just good as, as good. well. Two is different. Okay. Two is like a completely different film. It's the That's same good. thing as found footage, but it's it's different type of found footage. That's okay. good. So, but they don't just try to recreate. Yeah. The right. Like use the yeah. same characters. But or, they yeah. build in the first one. There's a reason why it's found footage, mm-hmm. and I, I don't want to give it away because this is one of those movies that I don't care how old it is. I don't ever want to spoil it mm-hmm. because if someone's gonna watch it, it's just worth watching to see how one they of those play twists. Out. Yeah. yeah. It's really really good though. Um. Yeah, I like I like Mark Duplass. Uh, I've been meaning to go back and finish the league, but that's a whole other yeah. topic. Um, but yeah, it it looks interesting. It's also so the thing that grabbed me is that he partnered with Blumhouse Productions, who does a lot of really good scary. Yeah, um, they're known as like the horror scary movies. Like the yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, he did uh, Paranormal, The Purge, Get Out. Happy Death Day, Sinister. Yeah. So, I mean, he's got a good repertoire. Yeah. And so when I saw that, I was like, man, this actually sounds like something that I would be, really be interested in. Because yeah. I do like Mark Duplass also. Yeah, but if you, haven't, if you haven't seen it and you want to see whether or not like you can make a good found footage film, I highly recommend Creep. It's really, really good. Cool. Nice. I, I learned a movie today. Yeah, I did too. I'm actually <laughs> probably going to go back and try to watch that at some point. Uh, maybe it might pop future list we could do a facebook watch party yeah <laughs> we keep suggesting it i know we, should, we, should <laughs> we haven't done it yet yeah. <laughs> um cool um i'm also going to kick it back um to 1968 with my uh my number four pickup night of the living dead oh, oh nice. yeah very very classic, classic right. zombie film yeah. very classic um I actually thoroughly enjoyed this movie for being a, you know, obviously black and white film filmed for, I guess, like the, you know, the type of, like, obviously, like, the production value wasn't nearly as good as what we, in movies that, like, we see now, or even, like, I think for other movies that came out right around the time, um, it seemed like a really low-budget, low-budget movie, but it was just... But it could be. It yeah, you know, it's like, the kind of film that really pulls off the low budget look. Yeah. And George Romero's great at doing that anyway. I mean, yeah. he's one of the old horror masters. Yes. So yeah, it's a it's an amazing film. And he like defined what like a zombie was at the time. Too. Yeah. I mean, you know, so we have like, you know, now this, this is this is gonna be moving. this is gonna be weird to say, but today we have different classifications for zombies. Yeah, and like, that's not weird. I George mean, you have like Romero. twenty-eight days later zombies that are like, but that's just run it's fast. just a weird like George Romero kind it's of just a weird thing to say because like, he he's created so many zombie films mm-hmm. now that yeah. he he's kind of created like all these different styles that have then just been like amped up a little bit for things like yeah. Life for Dead games and stuff like that. Did you guys ever see Land of the Dead? Yes, with John Leguizamo. And yeah. yeah. Uh, where apparently they can just go underwater and keep yeah. walking and then come out. <laughs> <That was> like, <laughs> Land of the Dead is an experience. That's <laughs> it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. It's really interesting. That was an interesting film. Yeah. So um, yeah, no, not a living dead though. I mean, very, That's very classic. Film. Like to see like the melting of like the skin. I think mm-hmm. it was like I don't know, kind of cool to see him actually come out of the grave. Yeah, because like literally all of the like the corpses obviously they're like at a cemetery, and so all the corpses have been reanimated by like this chemical rain, 
that was caused by the, the facility yeah. that was that well, was nearby. We're talking one of the first movies that really ushered in zombies. There mm-hmm. were there were zombie movies beforehand. But this is the movie that put them on the map. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when people go in watching this film, it just starts in a cemetery. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't start as anything you're kind of expecting like zombies to pop out in. So if you're going to watch that and not really know what zombies are like in a mainstream audience, it's going to be a really interesting yeah. and terrifying yeah. film to watch. Yeah. Um, I also like appreciate the setting too because it's not like a world setting. It's yeah. a location setting. Mm-hmm. And so there's like that slight like horrific nature of like, no one outside of this facility is going to know what's going on. Like, this is, like, a pretty contained... And plus, they're stuck here. Because there's actually that one scene where they get stuck in the... Uh, in the basement. Yeah, yeah. They get stuck in the basement, and they're all, like, so, slowly clawing away at the door. There's an interesting thing. So you mentioned, like, one lo- like one location. It's not a world thing. But that also plays in part with the low-budget thing. Yeah. Where, as a filmmaker, uh, you know, I automatically think, like how can we do this in one location so it's cheap <laughs> so we yeah. don't have to keep moving things yeah. around and we can film so they chose this one house and I thought that was really cool too. Yeah. It's like, but I think that just adds to the movie. It's yeah. like if that was the case and well, that, it like, that made the movie what it was. It adds that sense of uh, like helplessness and being trapped yeah. in this one house and I think that yeah, I think they nailed it. I mean not to mention the, the ending of that film is iconic because it's also a um it's also political commentary too about like how like our government would handle a situation like that too at the very end of the film but it's just it's a really interesting film mm. there's a lot of twists and turns and things you don't expect and it still holds up today too as one of the better yeah. zombie films oh yeah it's great it's such a great movie if you have a chance to after you watch Nosferatu go and watch uh, yeah. Night yeah. of the Living Dead yeah um, my final note is that I tried to watch it when I was like eight years old <laughs> in my parents bedroom without the lights on and I had nightmares for nice. like weeks after that. So that's one nice. movie that like sticks in my head where it's like, it's, uh, you know, don't let your kids watch it. I mean, I guess not, you know, whatever, but I thought I was brave, but I wasn't as brave as I thought back like then. So. Dude, zombies are scary, man. Yeah. Just scary in general. I used to have a fear of them when I was a kid. Also, apparently the main zombie in Land of the Dead is named Big Daddy, which is kind of weird. I like how right next to that cast listing, there is one that's just Machete Zombie. It's got Big Daddy and Machete Zombie. Yep. Would you, would you guys believe me if I said I've been trying to remember that movie for years now and like you guys that, just clicked uh, Land it. of the Dead? Yeah, and I was like, nice. like there's a mo- this was the first zombie movie that yep. I watched that gave me the, uh, like as a kid, that made me afraid of zombies. The Yeah, so like thank you for finally like, um, I'm sure I could have just looked up. So my number four needs no introduction. It's going to be the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, nice. there we go. Nice. 1974. Uh the reason, so I, I dove a little bit into it. I didn't want to talk about it yeah. a lot. But the reason that I chose it is because of, the reason that I, I mentioned earlier is because there's not a lot of blood and guts. I don't really get off on like the gore, like we were talking about earlier, with like how many ways can you kill somebody, yeah. chop them up. Throw um, their guts around. Yeah. There's, there's, uh, there's one scene in particular that I'll never forget from Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and it's the meat hook scene. Do you yeah, remember the meat hook I, scene? I had a feeling you were going to say that. Yeah. yeah. So the meat hook scene, he takes a, I think it's a girl, right? Or a yeah. guy. He takes a victim, yeah. and he lifts them up and puts them on a meat hook. But you never see it. You see the shadow on the wall. Yeah. And that's just like way more horrifying than actually, to me, that's way more horrifying than just seeing them get put yeah. on the hook. Yeah. And so it was like that scene, and then I think the o- the only blood that I remember is the guy in the wheelchair when he like 
chainsaws him in the wheelchair and there's yeah. like blood splattering back. But uh, they didn't rely on it. And I really appreciated the fact that it's like more psychological than it is just like straight up um, shock. Yeah. 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 It's just, it's a really, really interesting horror film, especially for the time that it came out in when you've got all these other horror films coming out. It's just basic slashers. I mean, the slashers were being invented around that time, to be fair. Yeah. But it, it's still, it, it goes against the grain in yeah. a lot of ways. Is it the, it's it, a 1974 one, right? Yep. Yeah. It, it, like, yeah, it essentially, like, blazes its own trail yeah. in the slasher genre, where it's, you know, it is everything a slasher is without being that slasher trope. Okay. And that's really all I have to say. I mean, we've covered a lot of it <laughs> for Cameron's yeah, All stuff of its sequels. Still, I still am just dumbfounded by the sequels, though, because they keep coming out, and they just, I, I mean, that movie gets so many sequels and it just they never they, they never live up to what the original was but you're gonna they're gonna sell is the thing are you talking about like the modern day sequels yeah I'm, I mean like they're gonna sell but they're just they're just the same slasher every yeah. single time yeah so in it's core yeah a lot of those are gonna be yeah uh, pretty relatively the same um, I don't know if I've seen this one. I've seen a Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but I don't think I've seen this one. So I might have to. I'm probably, obviously, gonna have to add this to my list. Um, it's pretty, I feel like I would appreciate this one a lot more than any of the other scary. like slasher films. Yeah, so. I mean, uh, it goes along with this like psychological thing, but mm -hmm. it it plays on your anxiety and uh, like anticipation and stuff. Yeah. It also Weird. feels realistic and people breaking down in the middle of nowhere. Like, I just, you know, I went on a trip like a month ago or so, and it, like driving through some of those types of places, you can see in the original how that could happen. Like, you're just stuck in a small town. Yeah. And also, one, I guess one thing we have not mentioned about that movie is there is no good guy in that film. There is victims and there are two bad guys. Yeah. That, that's it. The sheriff is evil and so is the family. And that's also something that makes the film terrifying because there's no one for the victims to turn to. Yeah. And they're protagonists, but they're not they're not heroes or anything like that. I mean, yeah. they're just what regular you're people. Right. Yeah. They're just us projected on screen. Yeah. That's really all they are. So there's really no heroes. You're just watching two anti like two antagonists going after each other. Yeah. So that's also what makes it terrifying. Yeah. Nice. I don't really have to You much made more to me scared that. by describing that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very uneasy now. <laughs> Number three. All right. So, bringing us back up into the modern age again for number three. Nice. Um, I'm going to go with a film that, again, a lot of people haven't seen, but I'd love it uh, Lights Out. Okay. So okay. we Lights, had talked about yeah, that briefly. Lights Out was done by David Sandberg, who did uh, most notably Shazam recently. He also did Annabelle Creation, which was another horror movie that was way better than it had any right to be. Um, but Lights <laughs> Out is this film about this mom who's not able to let go of this childhood friend who died. And so basically this childhood friend grows into like this monster and lives in the shadows. And when it gets out, it's, it like kills people. But it starts out just putting you like in this warehouse trapped and oh, showing the mannequin warehouse. Like, yeah, I remember that. And yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and it shows you what it looks like when the lights go out and you have nothing to turn to. And then, like, he turns on a light at one point and then she's there, turns it off. She's not, like, it, or like the backwards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, she, but it's just, it's such a gripping film and it starts, it goes through what it needs to go through and it ends. There is no downtime. Yep. And that's what Sandberg is so good at. He did it with the same thing with Animal Creation and honestly, he did the same thing with Shazam. There's no downtime in his films. He only makes a film 
that is as long as it needs to be. I never feel like there's anything in his films that doesn't need to be there. Mm. But Lights Out is just, it's so gripping and good all the way down to the finale of it where you're just, you're just trapped in a house with them and you want to get out, you want to be done with the film and he's not going to let you be done until the moment he's ready to be done. It's, it's a really, really good film. Uh, I didn't know that Lights Out was his directorial debut. Yep, it sure was. Yeah. That's, a, that's a hell of a film to yeah. come out swinging. Yeah, he came out strong <laughs> with his directorial debut. Yeah. It's what moved him into being able to do a movie in the Conjuring world. Yep. And then even with that, he actually told them no beforehand because he didn't want to do a sequel or a prequel, but they told him that he could do whatever he wanted with it. He just had to make one part of the film connect. And that's what he did. But he, he's a really good director, and his horror films are so strong. Um, but Lights Out's terrifying. It, it's yeah. a film that I, I loved it in theaters. I was mm. too, like, it actually scared me in theaters, which is rare for a horror movie to actually get to me. But just because I've seen so many. But um, yeah, another one that I really recommend watching. Yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I would recommend it if you haven't seen it. It's, yeah, I'm uh, going to be going back and watching a lot of horror movies. Yeah. Um, especially for October. We'll do some. Yeah. Uh, We'll, we'll do some horror movie runs. A few yeah. horror movies, but I'm not a big horror movie. Like, I don't, I don't want to say fan in general because I don't hate the movies. I just prefer other yeah. types of movies, I guess. So I'm going to go back and like start kind of rewatching a lot of horror movies again. And yeah, yeah just because I have been kind of on a kick for it. Yeah. For me, it's funny because October is the movie where everyone watches horror movies, or the time where everyone watches horror movies. For me, it's actually December. I, I love December is my horror movie month. It's because one time when I was like 14, AMC did a horror movie December and I watched a whole bunch of horror movies and like it was something where like I think Kevin Smith was on there briefly like doing like just like an in between the scenes and I ever since then just December has been my horror movie. Month. Interesting. So everyone else is watching Christmas movies and I'm watching horror. But I think I would rather that over a certain Yeah. Like over Christmas exactly, movies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, cool. Oh, did we mention that was your number three? Yeah. Okay. I think so. I briefly <laughs> mentioned it when okay. I started. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was um, like, oh crap, we're on number three. I mean, even if you didn't, I was going to mention that. My yeah. number three. I'll is... just I'll just go back in and re-edit. I'll just say. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's perfect. Um. Anyways, my number three is going to be Slither. Um. If you guys have ever seen is that, that Justin movie, Long? Slither. Um, no, no, is that Eight Legged Freaks? Whatever. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. No, you're good. Um. But Slither. I don't know, man. Slither was kind of cool. I don't know how great the reviews were on it, again. Um, but, well, 86% on Rotten Tomatoes. But this movie was one that, like, really made me uncomfortable. It wasn't, like, horror so much. I mean, it's a horror movie. But it less scared me and more just made me uneasy and uncomfortable Gross. throughout the entirety <laughs> of the movie. And that's a completely different, like, thing of its own yeah. for horror movies. Um Oh, that was James Gunn's directorial debut. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was I mean, going to say, isn't... I've heard Slither is a satire. Really? That's, yeah. It's a slat, It's a satire of the horror genre, which directed by James Gunn wouldn't surprise me. It's fine. If Jim no, Gunn it is. Know, no, because yeah. I've never seen it either. So, yeah. And if it is, like, yeah, creepy and terrifying it. to watch, too. Um, yeah, I mean, because it's, it's... Let me see. Maybe it, maybe it is. And, oh, well. Um, fight me for it. It doesn't um, mention it anything about Michael, it. Michael, uh, Nathan Fillin... Uh, Fillion, Michael Roker, Elizabeth Banks. That's disgusting. Yeah, so there's there's, I mean, there's <laughs> a lot of like cool things. Um, I don't fully remember the plot, I'm going to be completely honest. Um, <laughs> cool. Which is probably not... Coming out strong with your number three. Not gonna, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but 
but like, that, but I mean, that's why I put it on my number three is because there's like, you know, like there's bugs and like grossness and like you know they're just trying to and it's a small town like yeah. uh, a forest mm. setting, so it's a, a lot of that like you know you're um, enclosed, not enclosed, you're um, what's the word I'm looking for, um, secluded. Okay. Um, you know, so you're secluded. This is not another, it's not a world thing, but it's a thing that's happening to this entire town. Like at one point, like, you know, they open up the door and you can, you probably saw like looking through the pictures, there's like one lady who like ended up getting like super bloated Yeah. and she is like massive. She's like Violet, uh, from Violet Bogart. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like like that factory, type yeah. of thing. But like she looks physically pained. Mm-hmm. And, like, the way that, like, she, like, is speaking, like, you know, and I think she actually ends up blown up. And, like, you know, gross. like, scattered. Exactly. Like, that's that's what got me a lot in this one was, like, the gross, the uncomfortable, the yeah. ugh, makes your skin just mm-hmm. crawl. I think it's really interesting because on, on Google, they actually list the genre as a sci-fi fantasy film. But I've heard enough about Slither to know that it's supposed to be, like, a horror film. Mm-hmm. I just think it's interesting, like, marketing-wise. So Wikipedia calls it a science fiction body horror comedy film. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, I can change my number. No, no. It's still horror. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's still horror. Oh, my God. Jenna Fisher is in yeah, that. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I did not know that. Um, nice. So... My number four is going to be, or sorry, my number three, uh, you can edit that out. Um, (laughs) I can. It's like, I won't, but I can. Uh, My number three is going to be a movie that, uh, again, is more psychological than it is, like, grotesque or anything. It's going to be The Others with Nicole Kidman. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Um, And... I just really... So my brother was really into that movie when he first saw it and mentioned it to me. And I went and watched it and I was just amazed that like... Just the whole the whole plot, everything about... I don't want to give away the twist or anything. No, you definitely but just, don't want to give away the twist to that one. The, the twist is the movie. Yeah. Like, is, and it's, it's another movie that like the twist makes it timeless yeah. if you don't know the twist going exactly. in. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, it also looks like it's a period piece. Yes. Yes. As well, too, which also like adds that because it looks like the Victorian era. So it's World War Two. Oh yeah, there you go. Um, but they live in like a it's Victorian style. Yeah, home. that's what. That's why I said that. You uh, chose a World War Two movie. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> it wasn't because yeah. what a twist. <laughs> um, but no, it's just like so. First of all. Kids in horror movies are just horrifying. The creepiest in things. general. And old ladies. I keep like running into one where like an old lady with their eyes glazed over. Yeah, like, that's one that's like really. Ugh. So the the old people scare me. The basic plot of the movie is Nicole Kidman and her kids move into this house and they have these caretakers and then weird things start to happen. And that's pretty much all I'm going to say about it because I don't want to go too much if, into the... If you go any more into yeah, it, you start yeah. to get into what makes the movie yeah. so interesting to watch. Yeah. yeah. So, which is, in this case, a bad thing to go into. Yeah. 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 Um, all I'll say, like I said, like the kids are phenomenal because they're super creepy in it. Um, Nicole Kidman is great. Yeah. Um, pretty much the whole cast. Like, just everything. Like, the jump scares and stuff are really good. Um, and the twist is just like top notch. Yeah, and it, it's also just like it's a twist that doesn't just come out of nowhere. Like it makes sense when yeah. it comes at you too, which I always appreciate. Like yeah. everything like, in yeah. everything in the say. first like three quarters of the movie, like kind of 
comes together. Yeah, it, like, oh, yeah, they build something. I mean, they're building a plot. They're yeah. building a story in a world, and then it, it all comes to finality at the end, and it, it makes sense, and it works. Yeah. yeah. Which is a little bit more terrifying. Yeah, like, it is. It really I is. I didn't catch that. Yeah. So, yeah. The Others. Uh, great movie. Um, got good reviews. Yeah, I mean, and it's, you know what? You know it's a good movie when it's 18 years old, and it's not, you should not spoil it. Like yeah. it's not you yeah. don't want to spoil it and that that's how good of a movie it really was to watch yeah yeah. I think it was a I think it was a remake actually of a foreign film was it? I think they Americanized it yeah I think so but that is neither here nor there yeah. so alright well then moving into our number two number two we're gonna go with the whole reason why we're doing this list anyway for Friday the 13th I'm going to go with Friday the 13th, but <laughs> I'm going to go for this instance, as much as I love the original stuff, I'm going to talk about the 2009 Friday the 13th. Okay. Um, so that's the newest iteration of Friday the 13th. I watched that thinking it was not going to be a good film. And in terms of slasher films and in terms of reinventing a film that's been done so many times, it is a very, very good film to watch. I'm not saying it's going to win any or like it should have won any awards or anything like that, but it is... It is horrifying in so many different ways to watch, and they take this this character that has been done over and over and over and over and over again, and I've seen every single Friday the 13th film, so I've seen it tons of times, and I'd already seen every film before watching this one, and this still reinvented the character for me. And they take it, and it's technically, it's a sequel to the original film. Yep. So, it's not a, so it's not a remake of the original, it's a sequel of the original, so it's a okay. remake of the second one. Okay. Um, but it's it's very just dark, grim, and it like it feels real in a lot of ways. It also has one of the longest intros of any film. It's a very very long intro to a film. I can't remember how long it actually is, but like it's over like fifteen minutes or something like that. It's yes. a very long intro before they pop up the title credits. So it's it, but it's it's, it's just, like just a big build up. Yeah, or... it's basically like they they basically show you what's going to happen in the film mm. in the intro, like gotcha. in, in its entirety. And the unrated cut of the film is the better version of it. Of because Marcus... Um, what is his name? Marcus Nepus or something like that? I know I'm close. Uh, <laughs> he, he's able to... Sure. <laughs> Marcus Nispel. Yeah, Marcus Nispel. He's able to, in the unrated cut, he's able to do everything that you want to see in a Friday the 13th film. Yeah. He, he's able to make it... It's gory... But it's gory with purpose. Like it, like there's a reason why there's gore, rather than just like when you see like Eli Roth films and like someone walks into a room and suddenly there's blood everywhere. Yeah. Like that's, <laughs> that's that's how I feel when I, when yeah. I watch an Eli Roth film. Yeah. But this this makes sense, and also it makes camping look kind of terrifying because yeah. there's just this guy out there in a mask just hunting people down, and they also give him something new, which is they give him like an underground. Uh, area that he's living in like he's basically built these tunnels underground or he's like using like these old shafts or something and he's living under there which is why you can't find him because he's not just living in the forest somewhere in some random hut like in the originals he's living underground and it, it makes it even better and he's also this film is different because jason's not just a dumb like supernatural entity he is a hunter so it's more like watching predator than it is like watching the original friday the 13th films. okay and he's like laying traps for people and he's actually gathering them rather than just completely killing them. It's really good. Is there sloppy 80s sex? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I 
At least they kept the trophy. The film literally starts with it. Nice. So. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be weird if I ever watch that to watch Jared Padalecki. Just like, Jared Padalecki does not have that part, though. Oh. <laughs> well, it's just more of like... Good. The, I can't watch Sam do that. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. But I do appreciate that... Um, Derek Mears yeah, is, uh, is Jason. Yeah. He's still, because he's been the one that played Jason throughout the years, hasn't he? Yeah. Well, no, no, no. So no, he no. played Jason in this, and then he... He is Swamp he Thing. Took, and he's Swamp Thing. Yeah. Oh. He took over for um, an actor that actually everyone's really bummed that they didn't use. So they didn't use, I can't remember his name, but they didn't use the original Jason actor, or not the original, but the one that had been used for multiple movies, and like fan favorite, because he was two inches shorter than what the director wanted him to be. Oh, so yeah, I didn't hear about that, actually. Boots yeah. and making him taller, wow. which is not hard to do for two inches. I mean, they Just do it with Tom Cruise and RDJ all the time. <laughs> But no, instead they hired Derek Mears. But I love Derek Mears, yeah. so I don't actually, I don't completely care. But yeah, he looks like such a nice guy. He does. He does. I was he really yeah. does. And he's so terrifying at the same time. <laughs> yeah, he's like a very big Doug Jones, which Doug Jones is tall, but he's not yeah. big. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. like big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're no, both monster people too. Yeah. So nice. Cool. Well, good, good choice. I think yeah. that's fitting. People need to watch that one. Give it a chance. Okay. Because it's good. Right. Um, cool. I'm going to bring it on over to uh, my number two with It. Specifically the newer one. That, uh, the one that just came out, what, two years ago? Last year, two years ago? Yeah. The, yeah uh, with uh, Bill Skarsgård and uh, Finn Wolfhard and yeah. you know, all those guys. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed that movie. Um, it got kind of mixed reviews from people. But it's just, I mean, I liked a lot of the way that they did. Uh, like, a lot of the way that they I did didn't the, see it. You didn't see it? No, no. It's, I like it a lot. Um, I love the way Bill Skarsgård played Pennywise. I think that was a fantastic portrayal because he didn't try to be so much of the Tim Curry one. And he really made it his own. He really brought it to, like, you know, it, it, its own, its own it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's uh, huh? yeah. I don't like this one. I, I'm against the grain on this because I know a lot of people actually like socially it was very well accepted and a lot of people liked it. I think it's good for a coming of age story. I think yes. that's good. I don't find it anywhere remotely horrific. I think it's laughably bad comedy, and I think there's only like two moments in the film that actually garner any good attention from like the horror genre and the rest of the film is mostly just kind of children running around in a coming of age story just fine that's what the original book is but the original book also has amazing horror yeah i and a lot of other yeah i prefer the original it honestly even even though it hasn't aged necessarily as well as like i wish it would have i still think a lot of things in it have aged well and like a lot of the horror has I remember I remember watching the original it like once, but I, for some reason it didn't really stick with me. And I guess like I, I don't know if I wasn't really paying that much attention or what, but like so it's one that I need to go back and rewatch um, again. But I I definitely really really enjoyed this new one. Um, it wasn't it didn't scare me at yeah. all. Um, so I mean that's not why it's on my list. Um, but yeah, I, for me a horror movie doesn't have to scare me yeah. for me to like it. it yeah. But what it does have to do is it has to scare me for the people in it. And I never cared about the Losers Club in it at all. 
I, I like I wanted the kids to die. <laughs> like I was tired of the children yeah. by the end of it. Also, I didn't like how they start the film with like the with the black kid, right? And he's in it, and I'm like, okay, so they're gonna like put, pull the whole group together, and then he just randomly shows up at the end of the film. He's not in the rest of the film. They like shoehorn him in at the end of the film, where he's he's in it briefly, okay. and then See, he's I, just not in it. But I'm he's part really of the Losers Club. Yeah. But they kind of just excommunicate him from the Losers Club until they need him at the very end of the film again yeah. to be like we're all here it's like if you made like a Power Rangers film and just like Pink Ranger was gone for the entire thing and then she shows up at the end Pink Ranger glad you're back <laughs> <laughs> I do I do remember like thinking that the the whole big like fight like scene is like almost like an interdimensional like fight scene that they have yes. like down in the sewers was a little over the top it was like you Matrix Five type of thing <laughs> yeah, it was but I did Thoroughly enjoy seeing like Finn Wolfhard just beat the living snot out of Pennywise, like at yeah. the end. Like that was that was satisfying. Because you're making me really want to watch this movie. Yeah, <laughs> I know. That, that's the thing. It, well, and like I saw like I saw the trailer for it too, and I saw that they showed the whole scene of like the grandma in the kitchen and stuff like that. And there's so many things that just look so laughably bad. Like there's one point where she runs by like naked in the kitchen, and like I'm laughing yeah. at the scene like as I'm watching it in theaters. And I haven't seen the second film, I've just seen the sneak preview. Yeah. But I, it, yeah, I'm planning on actually going to see that one soon, and I've, I've like I, I heard that they were kind of going more in the direction that like the original like Tim Curry see like that, it was. That's what I wanted really really bad. And yeah. I'm actually because I've seen enough trailers now to be very leery of this one because like there's also a scene I, I don't know there's just a lot of scenes where I feel like they're playing on like these weird comedy moments, and it I think they wanted it to be horrific, but it's yeah. just not like it's not scary remotely. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the one thing I just have a problem with. Yeah, I don't know. My last fun note on this is it's also on my list because it's a thing that I have with my mom that like you know her and I like can go watch it like that's yeah. like we'll go watch it in theaters and, and stuff like that. So I mean that's also yeah. an appreciation I have for it as well too. So, but it. I, I will say it's going to be my number two. If you want to hear us talk more about it, go back to our monsters episode okay. because yeah. we talk about Pennywise and that, and we did talk about Bill Skarsgård yeah. and, like, and how great he did. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. but it's yeah. time to move on. Throw it over to Josh. I'm, trying I'm to gonna keep making it. I'm waiting. Yeah, I'm waiting to see how many times you're gonna make an it joke. <laughs> I'm done making it. Okay. <laughs> uh, my number two is gonna be a movie that really scared me because it's based off of like true events. Uh, it's going to be The Conjuring 2. Nice. Um, and I enjoyed The Conjuring 2 more because I felt like... Um, was it James Wan that did Conjuring 2 also? He did Conjuring 1 and 2. Yeah. So I felt like he didn't rely on jump scares as much in 2 than he did in 1. Like, Or the fact that the jump scares weren't as predictable... Because I felt like in one, there were a few that I was like, okay, he's setting us up for a jump scare. Like, I know it's coming, and then boom, there it is. And I, was like, I felt like one was more of he sets it up, and then he doesn't do it. It was a lot of Jaws moments, where it's set up, set up, set up, and then nothing. So, I know there's one specifically that I'm thinking of where she's like on the stairs going into the basement or whatever. Yeah. And it's like setting you up, and then it doesn't happen. Yeah. And then she turns around and it happens. So it's one of those things where it's like, oh. No, there are definitely some like cliches in there, yeah. yeah. And I was, but I, but I also appreciated too because it is based off of the the infield uh, haunting, which is like a real thing, like a real Lorraine and Warren or Lorraine Warren and 
Ed and Lorraine Warren, if I can speak. Yeah. Um, like case. Yeah. And so the fact that there's like actual recordings that they use and there's like actual footage that they put in the movie and stuff is just that extra um, layer of of horror and just right. like terrifying things. For for those who don't know, the original was based off of um, a real event ish. Uh, it's based off of a real haunting. Yeah. But unlike the second film's basis, there's not really anything to really pull from other than a couple of. Like myriad photographs, mm-hmm. like there, there's, yeah, but um, but yeah, the second film is really, really interesting. It's a really interesting film because it, it's a mix of horror and then like quirky horror, which is also really weird to watch because there's um, there's I can't remember what his name is, but he's like the running guy or whatever, and like they yeah, spin. the running man, yeah. yeah, and he's really interesting because they actually chose an actor. He looks like he's in stop motion and like they cut the film that way, yeah. but the actor did it on set yeah. so it's really creepy to watch we talked about that in, yeah. in yeah. one of our episodes yeah we did yeah. Uh, also there's kids so I mean yep you know I, yeah kids are horrifying yeah and it also <laughs> it plays on the idea that uh, it plays on the idea that there are like there are people who lie about what happens in like these hauntings and it goes mm. both ways on that too it doesn't discriminate and one Oh, it's the, the Crooked Man. The Crooked Man, is, yes. Yeah. I can never remember the Crooked Man's name. That's horrifying. That. Yeah. yeah, he's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, yeah. But I do have to go back and watch this. This is one... Uh, I'm not a big fan of like the whole Conjuring series. I need to go back and give him a chance. Like The Nun just seemed silly. Awful. <laughs> the what, Nun is the only film in the Conjuring series I don't like. <laughs> It just seemed like they were pulling. It's like, they have this character, it's kind of scary, let's just go ahead and make a whole movie based off of it. Well, you know what's funny is in Conjuring 2 is where the nun shows up, and that's where they, they originally decided they were going to do the basis as the nun starts off the whole Conjuring universe, and that was the whole idea behind making the film, but she actually wasn't even in Conjuring 2 originally. They shot the nun entirely on green screen because James Wan didn't like having the blue devil in everything. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to just be the devil, but he didn't like it, so then they, they, did, they did the nun instead. And in Conjuring 2, she's terrifying. She's horrifying yeah. in Conjuring too. Yeah. yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, uh, I think that... So, full disclosure, I've never seen Annabelle. But I do... I, I am aware and I'm, I know about the story of the actual Annabelle. Like the actual Annabelle doll, the um, Raggedy Ann. And I found that interesting, but I'm just nervous about watching it because I know the story... And I'm nervous about how they're going to take that story and turn it into like this Hollywood. They prequel it. So in order to get the Annabelle story to a point that's interesting, they make it a prequel. Um, that that's what the original Annabelle is, and then there's a prequel, obviously, to that. So they build their own world um, off of the basis of what happens from someone grabbing a doll from like that from a thrift store, and then it's kind of like yeah. haunting people. Uh, the new Annabelle, however, goes off of. Uh, it again tries to go off of like things that have supposedly actually happened. So the like, creation actually happened. Uh, or... Creation is the prequel to okay. the original, and then this one was. I don't remember what Annabelle's... it was called. Yeah. Annabelle something. <laughs> yeah. But Annabelle. 3, Annabelle's scary doll. Yeah, but <laughs> the new one is actually really good too. I saw that one. And gotcha. I was I was very surprised. Creation. It was directed by the guy by the um, executive producer and writer of Swamp Thing too. So. Oh really. Yeah. Um, so there's Annabelle, Annabelle Creation, and Annabelle Comes Home. Annabelle Comes Home. I knew it was something with home, but I cannot remember what. That's yeah. going to be my only input on this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, you should just go watch my whole list because yeah, they're all I'm really good. Probably gonna watch all of your guys' <laughs> list to be honest. Yeah. yeah, and if you haven't seen Annabelle, go watch Annabelle. Go I watch will. all three because they're actually worth watching. I would watch them in the order they were made. I would watch Annabelle, Annabelle um, creation, and then Annabelle comes home. Okay. Even though it's out of order in the storyline, it makes more sense to watch it that way. Okay. Fair enough. Gotcha. Alright. Will do. Good choice. Conjuring 2. Number one. It's always good. Alright. Going into another one that, that for number one here. Another one. Another, another one. one. <laughs> you guys got mad at me for the it thing. Many, <laughs> many people are strangers to this film. And that is also the title of the film, Strangers. Uh, <laughs> it didn't grab me. I I'm know. out. I'm, and for that reason, I'm out. <laughs> Well, so Strangers um, is a film that's about people, or, or this this uh, this couple that's in the woods, basically, and they're like they're in like an overnight like honeymoon or something like that, and um, or I think they came from someone else's wedding. I can't remember exactly why they're there, but they're staying with, they're they're staying in someone else's home, and these people in masks come to the door. I thought cliche slasher style film. That's why I I honestly I was in the same position as Josh. Not remotely what the film is. The film is one of the most terrifying films I've ever watched. It, it is, it's real world stuff. It's not blood and gore. It is psychological It's and it's tormenting. There, There is a scene where when they're slowly amping up what's going on, there's a scene where she's just standing in the kitchen looking out the window and the movie doesn't draw attention to it. But if you look in the background, one of the people in mass is already in the house staring at her. He's in the shadows of the hallway. They barely draw enough attention for you to notice that he's there. And it's just enough for you to be creeped out by the fact that she has no idea. And it's not like he's just in the house from there on out. No, then he goes back outside. Mm. So it's just this, it's these people that are just tormenting these other two people. Do you see their faces? Don't no. they take off their masks no, at some point? You never see their faces. They take off their masks, but we don't get to see their faces. Only gotcha. the victims get to see their faces. Um, but it is... It is a really, really terrifying and unnerving film to watch because it's very, it's it's very real world. Like could happen or has happened. Honestly, it says it's based off true events. So, so it is based off true events. What, loosely, what's, <laughs> the actual idea behind what it's based off of is fair. Um, so what what the story is is this girl comes to the door and she says, "Is this person home?" Right. She's she's seeing who's inside the house, yeah. and that's and she comes in and she just wants to know like who's there, and she's wearing a mask or whatever, like you don't see her face, and then she leaves. And in real life, what happened was when this director or writer was a kid, he uh, he had this this whole hap- this thing happened in his neighborhood where this little girl came to everyone's door, she knocked on the door, and she asked if this false person was home, and it was just to see who was home. The only person, the only people that weren't home that night were robbed. So people broke in. So the only people that didn't answer the door that night, the people broke in and they stole a bunch of stuff. So he took that idea, turned it into killers instead. And instead it's the people who answer the door who get attacked. So it is based off of true events. And it is fair to say based off of true events in a way. It's not as based off of true events as you would expect. I was like, I know we learned that in film school where it's like, that is... You shouldn't trust that. Yeah. Well, they, can, says they that. can put that just based off of, like, if they saw a newspaper One headline. Thing, yeah. Because that's what Fargo's based off of, is gotcha. a newspaper headline. Yeah. The stories. But Strangers is, I mean, again, it's another film. If you haven't seen it, it's it's one of the films that I've watched since I watched it the first time when I was younger. And I watched it, you know, recently. And it's still terrifying to watch. I'll it's, have to go back and give it another shot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, 
I'm gonna reconsider. Right, Jim will. And I would recommend the Facebook watch. Movie. I would recommend the unrated cut too because it's not like a gore movie <laughs> at all. There, there's like blood in it, but it's not a gore movie. And the unrated cut, it really just adds to the tension and the horror of it. Okay. It's really good. Yeah. Cool. Nice. And the strangers. It's a strange movie to me, so I just never gave it a shot. But I think I will now. And you are gonna <laughs> keep going. Single-handedly shut down this podcast. <laughs> yeah, probably. For some reason, you're a stranger to these puns today. <laughs> I can't wait to hear Jim's number one that he doesn't know the plot to. <laughs> uh, hey, I knew the plot to all the other ones. <laughs> Just not it. Just, Just kidding. Not Anyways, I'm going to go back to a little bit of a classic, actually, with my number one. Um, a movie that actually has still a lingering effect to me today because I still have fears from it is Poltergeist. Nice. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so that movie, I, I, I enjoyed that movie besides the fact that I watched it as a kid, like randomly one day at a friend's house while his mom had it on. Um, and oh yeah, dude, my mom was not happy about that one. But so I still can't look at snow on the TV. Like when it's like, you know, in between channel, like if like yeah. the channel cuts out, like that oh, gives yeah. me chills. Seeing lights around the closets, like if the closet door is closed and you see the light peeking through, like I still can't handle that. You know, I still have, like, these fears that, like, have, like, bleed, bled over. You know, I'm, I'm 25 years old. Like, you know, I, like, I can't handle these, like, stupid little things. But anyways, um, just the whole idea of the movie was just, you know, was just, you know, the idea of, like, the, the little girl getting stuck in the TV, mm-hmm. like, makes you feel for, like, how scary that is from, like, both sides. Because she's afraid. She's alone. She's in no place. And there's just some random, you know, the entity yeah. That's there yeah. with her, and I think it was the poltergeist that was basically, yeah. <clears throat> that was basically in there with her. Um, but I don't know, like that movie just messed me up as a kid. Yeah, I only recently watched it. Um, I watched it because my girlfriend said I should see it because I had never seen it. Um, it's also a Steven Spielberg thing, or controversy says it might be a Steven Spielberg film. Uh, but. <laughs> It, it is a really interesting film to watch. Uh, it's based, the whole idea of it is based off the fact that they're building a neighborhood over a Native American burial ground. Yep. That's the whole plot of it. Um, and then from there, things just go kind of like insane. There are a lot of really terrifying moments in it, though. Yeah. Like she goes into the pool mm-hmm. and she like slides in and there's just these bones and bodies that slowly yeah. start to float up, which yep. is a terrifying scene. The whole movie, it hasn't held up well to like modern, like, no. like well, they do have the film. remake, though, right? They did make a remake. I've never seen the the remake. The remake, but I have never watched it. I've also heard the remake is just awful trash. Probably, yeah. yeah. Things about it. But one thing I think is interesting is there's a comedian I was listening to who's talking about the doll in Poltergeist, Mm -hmm. and the doll they used wasn't a doll that was made for the film. There's like a doll that haunts the kids specifically. It wasn't a doll that was made for the film. That's a doll that was sold in stores at the time. So they took the doll, they put it in a chair. And he was like, that film was terrifying to me as a child because I had the same doll. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's like, you know, that, that, that movie, <clears throat> when it like originally came out, like really did well to like, you know, make it feel like, like this, like these horrific things are happening at home. Like, I feel like if I see something sit in a certain way, like, I don't know what's behind the closet. Like, I don't know if I see lights behind the closet. I don't know if I'm going to get sucked in and be stuck in this like weird you know interdimensional yeah like world and communicate through a tv with snow 
it, it was also one of those films, a lot of times horror films are drenched in, like, real-life controversy because, I mean, like, one horror film, they found a body, like, an actual dead body on a beach. Another horror film, they found out they thought they were using a fake cadaver, they were using a real-life body in one of the shots. Uh, they So they've had things that are, like, very horrific things that have happened. People have died in mysterious plane crashes. There's been all kinds of things that have happened yeah. in filming horror films. And Poltergeist was, like, mired in controversy like because of all the different things that happen and it's the film that steven spielberg said that he made him not want to work on another horror film like it was it was his horror fix. yeah i heard that that was like yeah. pretty uh like that that was a pretty tough one to film like there was a yeah. lot of like weird like stuff that was happening too yeah. this says that some believe the movie might be cursed because the skeletons used were allegedly real yep yeah that's cool. like that adds another <laughs> element of like you know of like horror to it of like you know um, yeah so um yeah. but it's, it's definitely a good choice i think um, it is is this the doll is this the clown is it a clown doll yep yeah that's okay. it yeah okay. so it was a real doll sold in stores at the time that other kids yep. had which is also genius to make a film using just a doll oh, yeah. Sold yeah. i can see why they didn't but i always wanted annabelle to be that raggedy, the raggedy doll. doll yeah I, like I, actually and they went for like this creepy porcelain doll yeah. and i was like i've come uh, to love annabelle as like her uh, like being a horror character now so i am kind of happy that it's not raggedy Ann in a way i still at the same time though do wish the same thing that they had used the actual yeah. raggedy Ann. but i do love annabelle for what she is now yeah. but yeah um last note about poltergeist is it it is a number two right Number one worthy film. Sorry. For me, it is. Yeah. Uh, it is a number one worthy film because strictly for they're here. Right? Nope. Yeah. Nothing? Wait. Nothing? The line in the movie? In oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the most famous line yeah. in the whole movie? Yeah. Just the way you, like, the, cool. how casually you said it because I always remember it as like, you know, you do it like I wasn't going to go there. into character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like that's... That's that's what like I was just I think saying the line. so as like a last like as a, like a last minute thing I watched that movie so when I used to stay at my grandparents' house when I was well we didn't really have a lot of extra rooms for me to stay in so I generally like stayed in their room underneath the TV like on a on like a little mattress that they pulled out so I was like literally like the, the TV and the TV stand were directly next mm. to me so I was essentially underneath the TV I watched that movie and then spent the night at my grandparents after that so I had to sleep underneath the TV and I was horrified. Did you ever have those box TVs that would just click on? Yeah. I had well, box TVs where like, I, I, I still on. can't. The power button. They don't do yeah. that. Because that stuff still horrifies me. I had like, one that's like, some of the stuff that like still like... The ugh. power button was broken and it would just click on <laughs> randomly. Yeah. And it was just like, ghost? Are you there? Hello. <laughs> 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 <clears throat> Poltergeist. So you watched Poltergeist when you were a boy and that's going to be my number one. It's going to be The Boy. I love The Boy. Yeah. Hey. I need that segue. <laughs> I do too, actually. <laughs> I hate that segue. <laughs> uh, the Boy was one of the movies as of recent, and it came out in 2016, so it's three years old, um, was probably the most recent horror movie that I've watched that genuinely like creeped me out or scared me. Because, again, it's one of those like more realistic things that could happen. Yep. In, in a way. Yeah. In, a, I don't want to yeah. spoil that. Yeah. Though. Yeah. yeah. Um, so essentially it's about a... Boy? Uh, it's about a family whose son drowned, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they have this doll, like this porcelain doll, and they treat him as he's alive, like as, his, as if he's alive. 
And so he like has certain foods that he wants put in front of him and he has things. And this woman comes to babysit the doll while her parents go out while its parents go out of town and all these creepy things just start happening. And that's again just like with the others, I don't want to go into it more than that because you yeah. start getting into spoiler territory. It was a twist that hit me so hard that it took me a minute to realize what was going on. <laughs> because they don't give you time to think about it. It nope. just is there suddenly. Yep. And it makes sense. And also, I walked out of that film more terrified by everything <laughs> that happened than when I was actually watching it, too. And it was already a scary, creepy mm-hmm. film. Yep. And then the more and more you think about the film, just the more you think about what happens after the twist, like it, everything in your brain... I mean, just it becomes scarier. The whole film becomes scarier. Well, you have time to after you finish the movie, you have time to like collect your thoughts and be like, "This is what, like, this is what just happened. Yeah, this is what I watched." And then these were all the things that were happening when I was watching. It's just that I could have picked up one. It's just like the others. Like it's a more modern. It's so good. It it is really. I was not. I I was expecting like a fun horror movie or something. Like hoping it was going to be good. It was better than I expected. It was really good. Definitely. Um, I think I watched it on. uh, I think I rented it or something like that. But I had heard. I got to see it in um, theaters. So I saw the trailer. I didn't make it to theaters. I have a kids so I don't really get to do theaters really anymore but uh, I saw the trailer for it and immediately I was like this is something that I'm super interested in and it did not disappoint super good in a world of bad horror movies that one is like one of the shining lights recently yeah So. I've never heard of it, or I didn't hear. Really? It. Yeah, I never actually heard of it. Have an experience to go see. Yeah, yeah. No, I've never. Really I didn't actually, even though that movie existed, so I never saw trailers on it. I didn't like hear. I'll come over and watch it with you again. I would watch that. <laughs> I've only seen it once. I've seen it once too. Yeah. Day. Yeah. I would like to go back and see what I missed, like as far as before the twist and everything. Yeah. Because I could watch it from a different point of view. Going you, back and watch yeah, you're going to see time. it now in a completely different light. Yep. Whereas, like, Jim's going to see it in the light we originally yep. saw. It, and he's going to be creeped out. Yep. And that's, yeah. That likes to be awesome to experience. That, that whole movie is just, like, even what, like, even, like, you see kind of a story with the parents, too. And even what they go through. Like, mm-hmm. it, like I don't even want to give that away. And it's not even really a spoiler. It's just, that whole movie is just full of twists and turns. You know? And it's also, like, eighth, I think it's, a, like, eighth century England or something like that where it's just that creepy uh, oh no a remote English village yeah. but they but they're in they live in like that Victorian style right with like suits and ties and yeah um, so that just another adds another like creep element and it's one of those movies where they take away having like all of our technology today yeah. and it makes sense why there's no technology because of the setting they chose to put it in and yeah. because of the situation the protagonist is in so it actually it's not one of those where it's like suddenly my phone doesn't work yeah geez which is what every other movie is oh no <laughs> alright well good top fives yeah, yeah. Like, I've made fun. I've made another list on top of my list <laughs> I need to go watch Things I'm glad watch. I'm glad that so Sinister popped up in our list before or Bagul or whatever like Bagool, one of the two we talked about Sinister so I didn't I'm glad that we both decided not because it Easily could have made my top, but... I wanted to put it on my list. I did too. <laughs> I thought about it, and then I... Didn't. I was like, there's so many other things that... Yeah. You know. Well, it's like, even... We could have put, like, Jaws on there too, but yeah. we've also talked about Jaws so many times. So I'm pretty much, sure people yeah. are going to stop listening. Uh, <laughs> Jaws <laughs> but is a podcast. Jaws is also a great horror film. I just want to put that out there. But 
But that was our list of top five horror films for Friday the 13th. And now we are going to move right along to honorable mentions. All right. So, who needs the sound effects? <laughs> um, so, for my honorable mention, we talked about the remake. Let's talk about the original now. We're going to talk about It. So, I love the original It. Um, I will preface that by saying I hate the ending of the original It. It's <laughs> jokey and Three Stooges like, and it's terrible. But if you take that out, the rest of it's amazing. Uh, but Tim Curry's performance specifically is what I love about the original It. There's a lot of tension built in the way they slowly show us his character, and we don't get shown his character enough in a way. It's kind of like the Jaws idea, where you don't really get to see the shark, and but it's there all the time, and you know it's there, and you know that it's just waiting in the background, and he's just standing there waiting for you to mess up and calling you to him slowly. And even the way the film starts, Tim Curry is... He's just behind these sheets, and he's just, like, luring in this child. And it's just terrifying because you see the sheets go, and he's there. And then they go back, and he's no longer there. There, Yeah, yep. Josh yeah. pulled up the picture. Yep. And it's just the way he portrays the character is both – it's comical, but it's terrifyingly comical. Like, it, he's he's almost like a satire of, like, what those, like, horror villains are. He's like a Freddy Krueger in a way. I imagine you – so it's been – I watched it – early 2000s when I was like a jerk high school kid and I was like oh this movie isn't you know like whatever so I'd have to go back and watch it to really appreciate it but the way you're describing it is it sounds like it's like a giggle or a laughter but it's like an uncomfortable laughter to like yeah, make I mean, yourself not feel so like uneasy. <laughs> I think there's enough well done horror in that and enough character development too to make the film like to, to make it hold up. There's a lot of things about that film that don't hold up. There's a lot of things about that film now that are just like laughably weird and they don't work. It was also a TV movie. So we're not talking like high. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say it was like the production value on right. this was way different. They but, couldn't do everything they wanted to. But they shoot it they shoot it in a way a horror film should be shot. They shoot it in a way where there's implied horror, there's implied yeah. monster. And it's it is terrifying to watch. And they don't show us a lot of what's going on. Whereas I felt like the new It, I'm seeing too much of Pennywise, too much of him being a clown. Whereas Tim Curry, I saw like that childhood fear of a clown, which is a different way to pre- like present the character. But I just think it was, I don't know. I, I, I really, really mm-hmm. like it. I've seen it since I've been older. I've yeah. watched it when I first when I was like 15. And I've just always liked it. I definitely have to go back and revisit it. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Like, I need to go back and... Should I revisit it before the new one? Nah. Or does it really matter? Like, does it I would say matter? revisit it before the new one because of the production value. Gotcha. Production value, lighting, cameras. I mean, all That's that kind fair. of stuff is better in the new one. So Obviously. watch it to make it more fresh. Watch it That's fair. Like before seeing the new one. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, I like the original a lot. I just, in general, love Tim Curry. And his performance as Pennywise, I think, is amazing. I think it's just really, really good. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can appreciate it for being what it is, and yeah, that's why it's on an honorable too. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. And I and I'm glad that both of them came up because I think they're both good movies in their own right. Yeah. Um, obviously, like you know, we have different views on the newer one, but like you know, like <laughs> I think they're both like good movies. They're both important to like like in terms of a social aspect. Yeah. Society really, really loved it back when it came out, and well, people liked the new one. It's like it created a generation of. Like, 
clown fears and yeah. like people that are there's still a new there. show coming out called mr wrinkles have you seen that no i'm gonna have to show you that <laughs> it's shame. terrifying it's what? a real thing too it's terrifying <laughs> well and let's not forget that there was a man who dressed like a clown and actually john wayne gacy yeah. but actually dressed like a clown and killed children yeah, yeah. so <laughs> it's not like it's also like a i mean it's a different type of premise but the idea <laughs> he was an alien yeah <laughs> Maybe he was yeah. we don't know <laughs> My honorable mention is going to be a classic. It's going to be The Exorcist. Okay. The Exorcist scared the crap out of me. Um, just everything. It's just so bizarre and it's so out there. And just hearing Linda Blair, like, as a child, say these horrible things that, like, you would never imagine a child back then saying. Maybe nowadays. Yeah. But <laughs> back then. And then... I don't know. Should I spoil it? Can I spoil it? You can spoil it. I mean, this is an old fact. I haven't like even the, seen it. I already know. So. Like the priest flying out the window and like snapping his neck. It's just like, all, like that stuck in my head and it just, uh, I didn't, yeah. I didn't like it in the sense that like the movie did a good job in making me not like, like making me really uncomfortable and really disturbed. Yeah. It's, I, so I never watched it. I know a lot about it. I've watched a documentary about it, which is a weird thing to see a documentary about it and not see the movie. But, um, it was more a documentary about the original book and gotcha. about the book because the book is based off of a true story and it's based off of like this guy like researching into a boy not a girl gotcha. into a boy that was possessed um, I know that the film is also it's one of those that's mired in a lot of controversy because of the weird creepy things that happened yeah. on set oh yeah yeah, yeah. Um, yeah there's always weird stories about people filming scary movies and scary things happening on set yeah. which is interesting yeah um but like there's you know there's iconic scenes where she's like spins her head 360 degrees and like yeah. throws up and then poor child was terrified of that doll which I think is funny really yeah she there I've read things that says oh that like the doll like she's yeah. actually terrified of because they had a doll that did that yeah and they showed her the doll <laughs> she, I don't know why you show a small child a doll who yeah. looks like her whose head spins around <laughs> throws up yeah. this is possessed you <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, but yeah, it was just it was just the whole again it's that it's that feeling of being trapped too because you're just in that that one room, that bedroom. <laughs> and it's like where are you going to take her? Like yeah. she's possessed, like where are you, what are you going to do? So they just like strap her down to the bed and then the whole movie is just like there. So it's funny too because Exorcist actually doesn't have uh, the same effect on audiences now as it did back then. Mm. Uh, they actually cheated to make the horror, to make it horrific. Oh, really? They cheated by using low frequency sounds. And also splicing in like cuts in like in between shots that you can't see. Like they wouldn't have been able to see, but we can see now because of like adapting to like how like the like how fast films move. Gotcha. And we can also hear those lower frequencies now. So actually, if you watch it now as a modern audience, it's not as scary because those don't affect you like they would have then. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's a really interesting thing. Yeah, <clears throat> is that what you learned in your documentary? I no, it was a documentary? documentary. I watched a different documentary that talked about what they've done <laughs> in horror films, <laughs> and they talked about that. It's like was, he's watched everything about The Exorcist except The, <laughs> the Exorcist. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those that I think I've had so much exposure to that I just I'm like, why well, watch it? It's kind of like The Sixth Sense. I've never seen The Sixth Sense. You're not and missing a ton. Exactly. I know the I know the twist, and I know the whole plot. So there's not really a reason for me to watch the film. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's do this weird thing where we go back to Jim, yeah, who hopefully so, has an honorable mention. Um, <laughs> yeah. Cool, yeah, so my honorable mention is going to be Paranormal Activity. <laughs> that sounds like Invasion of the Body Snatchers. 
I couldn't figure out which movie it was. Uh, there was one that I watched that was Invasion of the Body Snatchers esque, but I couldn't I couldn't figure out which one it was after looking back and realizing that like the movie that I had chosen. So it was like from Outer Space because that's just like Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Maybe it was. Anyways, Paranormal Activity is going to be mine, specifically the third one because that was actually I think the only one that I saw from that series. Um, but just that whole like you know it's it's all the camera footage yeah. type of thing again happening in the home. Um, but I had a few like like of like the things that really kind of get to me is less of like the actual like happenings of like the ghost and like just what they're doing to the people. Um, so I know there's like one scene where we see the the male um, like the male character gets. Um, I, I don't remember if he gets like dragged somewhere and then like they stop him and then they actually just end up breaking his back because he's laying f- like stomach down on the ground and he yeah. curls back. Yeah. And so like that just absolutely gets me every yeah. single time. You know, there's another scene where they look through the door and there's like a whole bunch of like old people that are just standing there and like there's just no reason and like it just there's no no reason for them to be there like what's going to happen what are they going to do like what's you know it, it just leaves a lot of that like what's going to happen type of thing and there's a lot of different stuff that gets me um with a movie like that interesting interesting you went with the third one i i, I know I you haven't seen like, yeah, the first one yeah i would go with the first one personally just for the sole fact that it started that like no budget making a huge uh, like box office. Yeah. Yeah. Let's forget about Blair Witch Project. Well, all right. Damn, dude. The <laughs> it was that salt? space. It was that space. Not I didn't forget space. about Blair Witch. There, it's but... less than ten years between the two yeah. movies. But um, yeah, no. I mean, the reason, like I said, specifically the third one because I hadn't seen yeah. any of the other ones. Otherwise, I probably would have put like the series. Is that the as creepy a whole. family? I think so. Is that the creepy family. The third one is a prequel, I think. Is it? If I remember right, the is third the one is the one, the one that like goes the... to. It's the two young girls, right? It's the yeah. It's the prequel. It's about the sisters and, the and why she's haunted in the first film. Okay. Yeah. So, you could watch it out of order and still see it. Paranormal Activity One. I watched it when I was younger. I saw it in theaters, and it was. I it creeped me out at the time. Definitely freaked me out at the time. Um, but I never. The series just never really grabbed me. But, I saw. I mean, I've seen Paranormal Activity Three. It was okay. I, I didn't love it. Yeah. Yeah. I Par- mean, it's also an honorable mention. It, it's not yeah. as bad as Paranormal Activity 2. I will say that. Paranormal Activity 2 is an hour and a half of staring at security camera footage that nothing nice. happens on. Nice. It's so bad. So I can imagine all these also be better, being better than Paranormal Activity. Yeah. <laughs> there have been some funny... Like YouTube, is that a thing? Yeah, it's yeah. like one of those parody movies. It's like an actual like theatrical production yeah. that they did. It was like following a lot of those joke. Yeah, because there's been a lot of YouTube videos where people make fun of it. Like there's one YouTube video where they do like the from Paramount Activity One. She's like standing over the bed watching the guy, and like they do it, but like she's hula hooping and like she's just like standing there <laughs> like hula hooping for like nice. hours at a time. Yeah, but, but yeah, but I mean Paranormal Activity in general. I guess it started a lot of horror stuff and. You know, it was the very first found footage film that made it big theatrically. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, the first, the first one. Um, I don't know. I just think this has like. Do you want some salt for your saltiness over there? Do you want some salt for my <laughs> salt? Yeah. Right. Dude, Josh you could have been like with your ocean. Josh is killing with the jokes today. Yep. Oh man. man. All right. 
Well, I'm salty that you're salty. Going into dishonorable things. I think pretty much a every episode I've given you a great segue into dishonorable. <laughs> um, I do want to mention that uh, there's a girl named Johanna Brady or Brady in uh, Paranormal Activity 3 who was in video game high school, which if you follow YouTube, there's a guy named Freddie Wong. I don't know if you know Freddie Wong. He does a lot of like CG videos and stuff, but he made a series called Video Game High School that came out on Netflix, and she's in it. That's it. Nice. It's weird because it's like a she's like not super known, well like well known, yeah. and it's interesting to see so many not super well known in, awesome. that I didn't know that they were in. So that, I'm pretty sure I've seen that one. Hmm. Anyway, dishonorable cool. mansion. My salty mansion. dishonorable comment. Yes. <laughs> All right. So moving into. Uh, I can go with none other than the nun. So (laughs) that was quality. That was was quality right there. Um, But the nun, we talked. You mentioned it briefly. This is why I didn't go into it because I can go on a a whole episode (laughs) tangent about this. It is one of the worst horror films I've ever seen. I I hate the nun because (laughs) there was so much buildup to the nun with a whole series of films and them using the character and slowly showing these different things that like that she can do and how powerful she is and how much influence she has on the world and then she doesn't matter. <laughs> the whole film is terrible. First of all, the outside scenes were shot by James Wan. The inside scenes were shot by the actual director. There was a lot of production problems and you can see the production problems. There's Half the film looks completely different than the other half of the film. Nice. There's like one horrific part in the film and it takes place outside. So thank you, James Wan, for doing one <laughs> thing right. And that's and the rest of the film is just garbage. It, it is like, I went in to see a horror film and what I got to see was a mixture of The Goonies with Indiana Jones. That's what it felt like. It's like a comedy <laughs> film I didn't ask for. It's, it's so quite bad. Quite the it's, mashup and... And I love the Goonies and Indiana Jones. I didn't want to do none. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want my horror movie about this horrific nun in an isolated location to turn into an action-adventure, unfortunate comedy. It's It wasn't meant to be... It's it's, from the start, it's really bad. There's like this big throne that like a nun is sitting in at one point, and it just doesn't make any sense. The, the, film, no one, the nuns have thrones? Yeah, I, I know. Like, I've never been to a convent, but... sit in thrones. I mean, it's just, it's so bad. There's like going to be a nun that listens to this that's like, yes, we do. (laughs) (laughs) Like sitting in her throne, listening to this. What, like drinking out of a chalice? (laughs) 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 It's it's the nun. If you haven't seen it, watch it while you're drinking. Like, don't watch. No, it there's sober. there's other movies to watch. This one, yeah, exactly. I mean, That's the thing. It's it's just bad. It's the Conjuring universe. I have liked legitimately every film in the Conjuring universe, except for the Nun. I didn't. It just was awful. It's just so bad. I wanted to leave the theater. I didn't because I paid money. Yeah. But I wanted to leave the theater. It was just that god awful, and just laughably bad. It was kind of like if you if you guys have seen um, the Woman in Black, yeah, with Daniel Radcliffe. That was like the first thing I saw him after Harry Potter, and I was disappointed. It wasn't great, but at least that had some good horror to it. Mm-hmm. It's like if you did that, but then threw in some awkward action adventure. That's what it felt like. It's really weird and strange and just bad. I hate everything about it. Cool. 
often my dishonorables are just movies I hate. We should just call them like I hate this. Yeah, like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's not just dishonorable. It's it's garbage. Garbage films. They spent money on that. <laughs> cool. Well, now that, that hate section, Jim, can you over, follow that? I feel much better. So, <laughs> um, this is also therapy for us. <laughs> all right, so I have a legitimate movie that I know, um, but I'm gonna let you guys be the judge of this. I also have a legitimate backup that's gonna fit perfectly as well. But if okay. it, if you guys say okay to my dishonorable mention, I'll use this one for another another list because I can use okay. that one as well. But I have the happening. Okay. That's my dishonorable. Would you guys consider that a horror movie? I did see it pop up on I think M. Night Shyamalan meant for it to be a horror movie. Yeah, because <laughs> I think it, I think yeah. it's like classified as something else, but I've seen it like, I think you know, it's, it's like a, a good thriller. Dishonorable it's, horror movie. <laughs> yeah. It's supposed to be like a, what, like a psychological thriller, but yeah. you lose that when Mark Wahlberg talks to plants. That's <laughs> Okay, cool. So we're cool with yeah, we're okay, cool. That's okay, fine. the happening. Yeah, yeah like what? No. <laughs> <laughs> Just give me a second, okay? Um, Can I give a no. goddamn second? Yeah. <laughs> but no, the happening was just I, I liked it when I first watched it, and then I grew to hate it, and I grew to not appreciate and think of it as a terrible movie. Where I was like, watch, I was like, okay, that actually wasn't too bad. And now I'm like, the the more I've sat on it and the more I've thought about it, the more it's a terrible bad movie. Um, it's, it's a good premise. I think mm, I think there's a yeah, good idea I mean, there. Yeah, it, it the execution was just not. I don't know. It's just M Night Shyamalan in his prime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite the statement. Um, I don't know. Sixth Sense was okay. I liked the village. I'm like one of the few people that I actually liked, liked the, village. the village. The village yeah. is great. Signs I enjoyed. Yeah. It's not great. I enjoy most of the. I films. also the thing that gets me with this is I feel like. This is... I enjoy Mark Wahlberg as an actor. I do. I like the way... I like his acting. I like the stuff that he's in. He was just not good in this. I don't know if it was just he didn't enjoy being in this movie. I don't know if it was, like, you know, the direction that they were going with it and, like, you know, how he was, you know, told to do certain things or what. But it just... I think at this point we can blame M. Night Shyamalan purely yeah. for these bad I'm films. Saying, like, he's made like the, so many. Was it Zoe Deschanel? That was yeah. in that, like, the chemistry oh, yeah. was yeah. awkward. Like, it just... They don't match at no, all. Like, either. But she just I tend to like Mark Wahlberg in comedy. I was about to say the same thing. He's yeah. a great comedy actor. I don't like him in other things. Like, I think he could be good like, action. Like, certain action movies, too. But I guess, like, action comedies is probably what he would be best for. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, the other but guys. Why? Like, you have happening. Jason Statham in The Rock that's going to be in every action movie ever made <laughs> until yeah, they right. die. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like they play themselves every time. Like, come on. <laughs> but anyways, the happy... <laughs> Happening, the happening, yeah, no, the happening okay. is not happening at all. No, yeah. yeah. Just plant that one in there. <laughs> Mark we're that gonna one do, off we're gonna make time. We're going to make Josh quit, like, today. <laughs> but yeah, um, I'm glad I was able to, like, at least follow up with the happening. So, and I'm, and I'm also yeah. glad I get to use my other dishonorable mention on a list in the future. Yeah. I'm wondering if my dishonorable... I'm sure I'm going to get negative feedback from the listeners, but I'm curious if I'm going to get negative feedback from you guys. Okay. So, do you remember when we had the video game, uh, the platformers, and you said Sonic the series as a dishonorable? Yeah, I do remember that. Okay. I put Saw the series as a dishonorable. 
Okay. All of right. them. I mean, they're the same film. Right. Every time. So that's what, you know, I mean. The first one's different, though. Give Juan some credit. It's the first film I mean, is a different film than the rest of them. That's fair, but it goes back to the fact that it's a personal choice because I don't do blood and guts, and I get really tired of like, especially anything after the first one because I guess the first yeah. one started it, and then they just kind of steamrolled or yeah. snowballed it with did everything else. Too much and really tiring. It's just I don't know if the plots were not strong enough or something, but it, it to me it was like. Let's see how we can kill somebody in That's, this many different ways. It's torture porn. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's exactly it's, what it's, it is. We talked about gore earlier. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. I think they tried to have like an underlying plot with twists and stuff, but like really in its core. Yeah, it was a movie to yeah, but see. The people that, yeah, the people yeah. that are going to see it aren't interested in the plot. No, <laughs> yeah, the exactly. No, that, and that's just it. Like, so I, I can, I, I agree with both of you guys. I think Saw as a series is a good dishonorable mention, but I do appreciate the first Saw. Movie. I appreciate the first saw. The first saw is less gore and more puzzle horror than anything else, and I appreciate that. And it's got a good twist at the end. It's also got Mark Wahlberg's brother. Yes, it does. Donnie. Donnie Wahlberg. Donnie yeah. Wahlberg. Yes, Wait, he does. Yeah, because he plays the. Uh, yeah, he plays the cop. I think so. The second one. He pops up in the second one because his kid is locked in a safe. Uh, I think. And the second one plays out where it's actually all happened, but I'm pretty sure Donnie Wahlberg isn't in the first one. Because it's Glover that's You're the right. first one. You're yeah, right. Don, Don, it's uh, Carrie Don, Elwes. Yeah. I guess that I was thinking. Who, by the way... Oh, yeah, because he was stuck in the, the bathroom with yeah, the Saw. Yeah. By the way, spoiler, because I don't care. Because <laughs> <laughs> Saw's not worth watching as a franchise. No. Uh, Carrie Elwes eventually comes back and he turns out to be Jigsaw. That's weird. Yeah, so once, once Jigsaw dies, Jigsaw continues, right? What? And it's because Carrie Elwes actually took over as Jigsaw. So instead of being killed in the first film, like we all thought... At one point, wasn't it also the girl? Yeah, she's only in she's only in there until number three, though, and then she gets killed in number three, because she's yeah. a psychopath. She took, all, she took over for the old dude. One of them is and actually... Carrie Ellis comes... Dude, this, them, is why, this is why the Saw series is a dishonorable mention. <laughs> I will say, one of the Saw movies is fun to watch, because it's about a cop who's trying to save people. So it's kind of interesting because he's on like a time limit. It's and like he never saves them? I know oh, he doesn't. Everyone does. Uh, <laughs> but it would, as it turns out, if he hadn't saved them, they would have been saved. So Saul was trying to prove some point about him saving people. I don't really know what that point so was. So if he would have just like gone home to watch TV, they would have been fine? Yeah. All he had to do was wait for the timer to go down. But then he enters this door at the end and everyone dies miraculously. It's amazing. Uh, but yeah, is it Donnie Wahlberg? But it, in, I think Donnie Wahlberg dies in that one. I think okay. he finally dies in that one. But it's it's a fun movie because they do transitions and they do them physically on set. So like someone gets thrown through glass and then they fall onto like a police station set and that's how they did the transition. They literally throw someone through glass and just have like, and then have the actors over? walk in like that nothing just happened. <laughs> like, so if you ever get the chance, watch it just right. for that. Just because that sounds awful. It's really cool though. It's <laughs> Filmmaking wise, I mean, it is yeah, really cool. Yeah. It's really fun to watch. If they pulled it off, it sounds like they pulled they it did. off. They did. They did it in a weird way. Like All it right. actually works. Like you don't, you don't know that that's which what one was that? I think it was four. Okay. I think it was four. They all blend together <laughs> at this point. Also, have you seen Jigsaw? No. Don't. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Glad we got that out of the way. Um, 
No, they don't. They don't interest me. Like you said, I'm not really into torture porn. <laughs> I am uh, still amazed that Eli Roth has not directed a Saw film. <laughs> I want to know why he hasn't touched a Saw film because his films are the same thing. Yeah, they're the same thing, just different locations. Yeah. I mean, uh, what is it? Are you uh, hostile? Hostile. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. That is exactly what Saw is. It's just rich people tormenting people and being tormented. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's oh, yeah. I do have to say, like some of the like some of the way that they kill people is somewhat cringeworthy, where it kind of makes you like, ugh, like you know, like imagine like the pain and like. I imagine them like, just sitting down and being like, "All right, for this scene, it's like writing the script, right? Like, yeah, all right, for this scene." Thing. We're gonna rip this person's jaw. Yeah, open. I can't like, imagine like that's a great idea. Let's put that on paper. I don't know if I want to talk to the writers. <laughs> did I ever tell you about my idea though? Uh oh. For yeah. Saw the Musical. Yes. Yeah. You did. Yeah. You're gonna have to tell I me afterwards. I Saw the Musical. You're Just gonna have to tell me it. afterwards. Yeah. Yep. So. All right. Uh, we've we've wasted enough time yeah. on <laughs> all of this stuff. I never saw that coming. Oh, oh God. <laughs> talk about torture. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, Jim won't be here next episode oh. because he's going to have to saw off his own leg or the something. horror. Yeah. Anyway. What? <laughs> Thanks for sticking with us, uh, dudes and dudettes. Uh, this has been our top five horror films with honorables and dishonorables thrown in there for your enjoyment. Um if you want to follow us on social media, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, specifically, uh, Facebook. I want to mention Facebook because we do like random polls and stuff for the uh, the episodes. Or Facebook's like our base social yeah. network, yeah. Like, like platform. Yeah, and then we we put stuff on the other ones occasionally. Yep. From time to time. We're also on Patreon. Yes. So. List this podcast, I think is what it is. Patreon.com slash list this podcast. And we want to start putting up special stuff on there just for uh, subscribers and followers. So we're going to start doing that and rolling that out here pretty soon. Yep. So if you're interested, uh, you you can shoot us a message on Facebook or Instagram or just go to our Patreon and check it out. It's still uh, very, very under construction. So excuse that. Um, But we'll have it up and running full on all cylinders here very soon. Um, Again, like I said last episode, we normally don't really know what topic we're doing um, the next episode, but this one we actually do. And next week is going to be top... What did we talk about? Top Top five, five or is it top three? Are we doing top three because we're going to have a special guest? Top three. Yeah. yeah, emo bands. So, right? top three emo bands. Yeah. yeah. So, that should be fun if you're an emo kid. You'll probably enjoy it. Um, but, <clears throat> I digress. Uh, you can follow us on social media at List This Podcast. Uh, for me personally, I am Josh. You can follow me on Twitter at JawsXBird. I'm Cameron. You can follow me on Twitter at the Cameron Guy. And I'm Jim. You can follow me on Twitter at HoldMajimbles. As always, this has been List This, where we list and you listen. We'll see you next time. See you later, guys.